following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. How's everyone going? Welcome to the first episode of the new year of The Sit Down. And I'm joined by Tessa Dozopo Groff now and Nick Groff. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Yeah, um, thank you. It's a blast. It's a pleasure to have you guys. It's nice meeting you, Nick. Yeah, you I've too. actually, um, I guess I really didn't realize it at the time, but I've watched so many episodes of Ghost Adventures oh, and, really? all, and all of your shows like yeah. for, for years cool. and years and years. And my sister's such a big fan, too. She's nice. fascinated by everything. She's actually like sick with mono. Oh, she got my gosh. Mono. Like, no. Well, shout so out to she, your sister. Yeah. She feels better. That's crazy. Yeah, she, I know. She'll be better. She's she she's happy she's missing school. So <laughs> I know. She's like, everyone got COVID, and she's like, I got mono. Yeah. <laughs> she's got to just switch it up. <laughs> I know. I know. But how was you guys Christmas? Awesome. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. Wild. Um, it, was it was good. Very Italian. Yeah, Santa was Santa yeah. was very grateful this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Kids got hoverboards and... Um, A drum set. Drum set. Yep. They got uh, what else? Jurassic Park stuff and yeah, yeah. They got everything. They were good boys. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so many. Things. So cool. I'm trying to remember what there is. Yeah. We're like the real life Adams family over here, so we never know <laughs> what's gonna come. Yeah. So Italian. Like, what you guys eat? Like, oh what's what's Christmas? What do you guys do seven fishes on Christmas Eve? Well, it calmed down after like my grand. Both my grandmothers passed away, and mm, sorry. my dad's side of the family was from the Abruzzo region mm-hmm. in Italy. And they went nuts. Like, when I tell you any type, like, they say seven fishes, but there was, like, seven. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my dad is big on it. So Mm -hmm. he's, like, the person to do the fish in the family. And then normally I'm in charge of everything else. Nice. (laughs) So we did do fish. We did Christmas Eve. We did, yeah. yeah. Lasagna. Pizza. Your, Your cousin Johnny. Yeah, my cousin Johnny is an amazing cook. Yeah. So for Christmas he made... Two trays of lasagna, made homemade bread. Oh, the bread's amazing! I, I swear, I eat like half a loaf by myself. Yeah, she makes incredible bread. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah, and that's then, like the one thing my mom doesn't do. She doesn't do bread. My nona used to do it for years and years, and my mom's like, it's too much. It's like yeah. either you know it or you don't know mm-hmm. it. It's like touchy, right? Like you either learn it right away, and then it's like, oh, that's not bad. I remember growing up, my my nona had like this giant blue laundry bushel that she used to make the bread in. <laughs> 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 and then, like, I guess when she wasn't using it, she'd just use it as, like, a, a yeah. laundry bushel. Yeah. So, so old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of my, my one of my favorite memories, Bonanima, bon, I know has been gone for, it's almost five years now, but she, she used to make little, um, little bread characters, like little bread people with us. Yeah, it was so good. cute. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. I mm-hmm. have to try that. Yeah. Bread characters. Will you pull out all your grandma's old like bowls and everything that you make yeah. it in. She'd make it's, them like little gingerbread and they'd look like gingerbread men. It's man. so funny because like my, my grandmother, well, my Nona Rosina, who was my great grandmother, mm-hmm. she had these big like green, like lime green tins and she would bake in them and then store everything in them. And then my grandmother on my mom's side, she had all these, 
plastic bowls and things that she would use. So I use them and they're all cracking and I won't throw them away. So <laughs> I'm like taping them and I'm like, don't put it in the dishwasher. Don't ruin I know. Because it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it just, I don't know, what works, works. I know, for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah so what have you guys been up to recently? I know it's been over a year since I saw you, you posted that, that you were on like over a year ago. Oh my God, it's been like, it feels like two days, but also like. 10 years it's just like the weirdest the weirdest past couple years it has been busy and like things change for everybody but it's cool to see how things progressed for everybody Mm -hmm. and directions that they went in um he's been busy with his show (laughs) uh filming and things like that right yeah always busy i think it's just constant of like how you keep creating yourself how you keep evolving and stuff like that especially with everything that's going on from Cable networks. I, I was in the cable networks for like over 15 years. Now it's all streaming. So mm-hmm. just, I foresaw that happening about three years ago. So I started moving all my stuff that I'm doing creatively to that kind of that area. For sure. Um, so what are you working on now? Uh, Death Walker. So I have a okay. new series uh, that's out right now called Death Walker. Um, I just filmed 20 episodes last year. Or oh. Actually, the last two years into piloting, piloting it into an actual series. And then now we're doing 20 more episodes. Uh, we film a lot around here, uh, Western New York, down to Ohio, uh, a lot of different places. Okay. Tessa was in two of the episodes. Iconic location, Myrtle's Plantation. Uh, and then a hospital that you um, almost died in, actually. Yeah, here yeah in you, te- you texted me that. And I go, oh, why? I'm like, yeah. just <laughs> if you need anything to talk about, we did some cool episodes. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. so the, the one episode that we did, which was really interesting because... So his cousin, who really finds and researches a lot of the locations that they go to, he came to him and was like, oh, there's this, you know, abandoned hospital and it's in the area. We should check it out. So Nick is like, have you ever heard of this place? And I'm looking at it. And at first it didn't register. And I looked it up on a map and I'm like, this was the place that I literally almost died in. And I believe that. You know, I think I was born with my ability, but then I think that near-death experiences can enhance those for people and kind of bring it out. It it connects you more to the other side because you're so close to that, right? And when you come out of it, it's like this common commonality that people develop abilities. um, They see spirit. They Mm -hmm. have intuition. What was the name of the hospital again? Um, uh, we call it the well the Northeastern Hospital. We okay. wanted to remain anonymous because yeah. oh, okay, it's actually okay. kind of changing hands right now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's an amazing location. Um, but not only that, like we're going to a lot of iconic locations, like Myrtle's Plantation. I did that on Ghost Adventures mm-hmm. years ago, and I saw that ball fly off the steps. So that was really <laughs> cool to go back to. This time, Tessa came with me to do readings on the property because there's a lot of um, like like stories that have been stretched into, you okay. know, not the truth and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we really, I love putting the facts down to record and really digging deeper and pulling layers back. So it was really interesting to have Tessa there, kind of do a reading on the property. You actually picked up on this girl with this red hair. Yeah. And I had no clue about this. And then we get inside and there's a painting, an uh, old painting of a little girl with red hair. Oh, my God. That stayed there at one point that yeah. I didn't even know on records. Yeah. So it's just really, really fascinating stuff. Um, and I'd never been there before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody I didn't laughs. tell her anything Where's about the plantation? It. Uh, it's in uh, Louisiana. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Natch- Natch- no, it's Natchez, Mississippi. Am I getting that wrong? Maybe I'm thinking of a different location. <laughs> no, because we, we went into... Lu- Louisiana. Louisiana. Uh, through Baton Rouge, Baton yeah, Louisiana. Rouge. Yeah, yeah, so in that area. It's the deep south. It was... Yep. And what's funny is, is like for him being on Ghost Adventures, Paranormal Lockdown, I never watched any of the shit. <laughs> I, like, how, how'd you guys, not to interrupt, but how'd you guys yeah. meet? 
Yeah. I feel like that's a good podcast. Through a ghost. Really? <laughs> through, through a ghost. Through a ghost. <laughs> ghost hooked us up. On my podcast, I just I had him as a, a guest. Um, I've been friends with Dan Class, who owns the Hinsdale House, which is local around here. Okay. Which is really a cool location. Mm-hmm. was an episode on Paranormal Lockdown that he did. Um, and Dan Class and I were very close, and I had him on my podcast, and then we had Nick on as kind of like a third guest. And it was weird because we just started talking like we'd known each other for 40 years. Yeah, forever. <laughs> it, was, it was the weirdest thing. And um, and it was pretty much just, that was it. Yeah. yeah. That's so, so cool. pretty much our buddy Dan, just... Dan, Dan class. Shout yeah, out to so Dan. Cool. Shout out to Dan. <laughs> I know. Cause you guys, you guys are like a, a, a paranormal power couple right now. I think, <laughs> that's, <laughs> I think that's, that's cool. a good term. That's what people keep saying. Yeah. It's, it's really fascinating yeah. to see it all come together. I, I really think it was meant to be the universe is like that though. Mm-hmm. I believe not in coincidences. I think things happen for sure. reasons and everything is to evolve. And, you know, as a human being, you mm-hmm. just kind of look at those things, but no, it was, it was really definitely fascinating how we came together, but I think it was meant to be, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but Dan, was, Dan's a good funny. guy. It was funny because like you just, and that just goes to show whatever you want to call it, right? Like divine timing. We consider ourselves soulmates, things like that. And the way that the universe pulls you together um, when I met him, I was kind of like, yeah, that'll never happen. We just, we don't even live, you know, near each other. I was like, this is awesome. He's a great guy and it's probably never going to happen because, you know, who would have thought, mm-hmm. but then we were just inseparable. So cool. Yeah. Where, where did you live? Where, um, I, well, I was traveling, I was just starting to get death Walker off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was out in new England. So okay. like Boston, New mm-hmm. Hampshire area. And then once I finally got that going, I was actually – I was talking to Dan Class anyways because the production house, everything that we do is here. Yeah. Um, so it kind of made sense anyways to begin with, yeah. um, like situating myself, moving more so like just working here and everything. Yeah. And then basically we really hit it off and we were dating for a while and and then it just – I don't know. It was just deeper than just like, you know, dating somebody or like, oh, this is cool. You like that person. Mm-hmm. It was just much deeper. And we're both like very spiritual. Mm-hmm. So Naturally. it's like, <laughs> like I remember the first time we were together and all of a sudden Frank Sinatra comes on, oh, right? Oh my. So it's the weirdest thing, right? My grandmother. <laughs> you tell this story. It's, it's so, <laughs> I'm very dramatic mm-hmm. when things happen. Like my expressions, you'll see like on episodes <laughs> and stuff. But like we, we were, um, we were at this house and, you know, it was my, the day of my grandmother's passing. My grandma and I were like this. She really raised me. She was mm-hmm. a big part of who I am. So, and it was weird because we were so busy. There was an event, you know, that we were doing and stuff like that. And <laughs> I come down the hallway and out of nowhere, he starts playing My Way by Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. which was my grandmother's song. And it was weird because when she died, she had told me prior to her passing, like, I want you to play this at my funeral. Nobody else in the family knew to play it for her. It was just me. So it was like, it was a very connected thing. And I'm walking down the hallway and I just hear him playing it. And I stopped dead in my tracks and I looked at him and I'm like, why are you playing that song? What are you doing? Why are you playing that song? But the craziest part was I didn't intentionally play the song. Mm -hmm. It just started randomly playing. She didn't know that though at the moment. So it just started playing and I got like goosebumps and I didn't even know what she was about to say. So I had goosebumps and I was like, it's weird. Is it? Airbnb is something weird here. <laughs> you know, my whole paranormal senses start kicking on. Yeah, and, it was and then strange. she says that. Yeah. But then I didn't realize, and I felt terrible about it. I didn't realize it was the day of my grandmother's passing. Oh that my too. God. I yeah. had no so idea weird. because it was, my son had surgery and stuff like two days prior to that. Mm-hmm. It was like an emergency surgery. 
things just were all over the place. So we were just trying to take it easy, calm down for a minute yeah. after the chaos. And he played it. And then all of a sudden I picked my phone up and I looked and I'm like, oh my God, it's October 4th. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It, it's just weird because you, I always feel like our loved ones on the other side and you've probably hear, you know, heard me talk about this before, but they will intervene and they push you in directions. They'll guide you. They push you from the other side mm-hmm. to go this way or don't do that or, mm-hmm. you know. And so I really believe that my grandmother had a big part in kind of so making cool. that happen. As oh, well yeah, as your 100%. grandfather, too. Yeah, your my grandfather was really, really powerful in that sense. Yeah. He always has been ever since, like, Ghost Adventures of the beginning when I created that. Mm-hmm. My grandmother died right before I got the documentary off the ground. And I, I just remember her coming to me and I worked so hard to get that documentary, like – like when I say blood, sweat, and tears, like that's what went into Ghost Ventures, the original documentary. And I just remember her wiggling my big toe and like weird mm-hmm. things like that and the connections there. Uh, so my grandfather would always tell me stuff before he passed away and everything. Like, you know, I, he just kind of guided me and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But um, I don't know. When we came together, I think they both got together on the other side. <laughs> it was like, let's what bring these two do? together. Yeah. So, I mean, talk yeah. about that. Like, what's it like, I guess, going on a date and, like, do you get, like... All my, all my, my other friends are like, you can't hide anything from a medium. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what they always send me. And I, I always say I don't that's have funny. anything to hide. So yeah. that's the best part about it. Like, yeah, so, like, I guess wh- who came through, I guess, initially? Yeah, yeah, and did yeah, you, yeah. like, I guess, lean into it and try to communicate with whoever showed up for Nick? I don't think she never she never did, did that yeah which is really cool because i like let's be honest i've met a lot of psychics and mediums in my life and a lot of them are full of bs like and seriously but when i met tessa there was something super genuine about her she doesn't she doesn't come off like that like you know there's a big difference when you meet somebody and they're trying to like preach their stuff on you yeah you know what i mean it goes for anything <laughs> like i mm-hmm. think anybody with any like instance of that yeah. intentions gets a little weird but um tessa was just like us being us and then um, once we really got to know each other, we just had like um, uh, what we used to, like dreams or yeah. visuals or connections. Or I, I would think something, then she would say the same thing I was thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, I was like, it's this so is really weird. fascinating. Yeah. Or she would pick up on stuff or vice versa. I would do it to her too, I think. And um, it was just, I don't know. You never really read me. I think one day I was looking at you. I was like, what do you see behind <laughs> me? Like, what is it? <laughs> Like, I'm just like, he what just is here? Knows. Just tell me. And He, like, knows my cues now. So, like, I do things with my face or, like, my eyes will go a certain way. Like, if, if I'm picking up on something and he'll be like, what are you feeling? What are you seeing? <laughs> but I've never read him, read him. The cool thing is, is I think past lives and our, like, he's known about past lives before I've known about my past lives. And then we learn that it kind of linked up and we've had the same visions. And so we believe that we do have past lives. Okay. Can you like go on a little bit about that? Because that's kind of like where I'm like, okay, do I like believe? Because people talk about past lives, but I guess no one's ever given me like an explanation. I actually just was listening like a podcast or something, like watching a video yesterday, and someone had mentioned it. And it wasn't even about like mediums or like or readings or anything like that. Yeah. So um, it's strange because I always say that our things that we're drawn to in this life, so whether it be career people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just our interests in general, I think reflect oh, and our fears too. That's another thing. I think those reflect things that happened to us or our past lives. So for example, like, um, a lot of people you'll see who go into the military mm-hmm. have probably spent time in the past in a war of some sort or, um, nurses, healers, doctors, 
um, in this life. Maybe they were that back in their life, you know, before as well. And I feel like there's these patterns that happen. Um, Our fears, like there was this one person that I talked to who had a severe fear of the water. And like, no matter, they they didn't want to learn how to swim. They didn't want to go anywhere near a a body of water. And it was weird because then they did this past life regression, come to find out without knowing anything, the woman had said, that they died in like a shipwreck and they drowned. Oh, jeez. So it's weird, right? <laughs> like, why have such a fear of water now for no reason? Um, and then you hear something like that and it links up to your past life. So I think that there's a lot of things that link up. And then I also think, too, like we were just talking about us and our connection. Um, we have like a soul circle. And so the people that you meet in this life where you're like, I think I've known you before. I don't know why, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel like I've known you. Um, those types of connections, our kids, our family, you know, we might have those connections with those people as well. And I think it's all kind of just trickles down and, um, you know, I always say nothing's a coincidence. So those relationships you have with people, those connections, um, I think they trickle down from mm-hmm. past lives. Yeah. I gotta say like the stuff I've heard Tessa talk about or even read people or even watch her just like being in the audience mm-hmm. and watching her. Uh, it's absolutely astonishing. Like, I don't know where she gets it from, but I'm learning, like, she sees it as, and you can explain it better, like, photographic images. And that's what I found really, really interesting. I think especially when we started investigating that location for Deathwalker, because you were picking up on this little girl. She saw a little girl there walking around in the hospital area. Mm -hmm. And obviously, she was seeing her. She was talking to her. She could hear her. But I didn't realize, and it kind of slipped my uh, slipped my mind after a while, and you went away, and it was just my cousin and I investigating the whole place by ourselves the rest of the night. After we interviewed you, talked to you, and she picked up on a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Later on, this girl's voice started coming through my audio device. And it wasn't like random, or it wasn't like off and on. It was multiple times, and I started having a full-blown conversation with somebody from the other <laughs> side that has died. Now, what's the craziest part is... We left the location. We got amazing evidence. My cousin Justin did more research because I'm like, hey, Tessa, after the investigation, I'm like, hey, we got this girl coming uh, through. And she's like, that's the same girl I was picking up on. Justin researched and found a a girl that actually died the exact age she said, the exact name, everything, got hit by a car, brought into the hospital, and died in that area in the trauma center room. So it was wild. I mean, it's just... There's too much validation, I think, and I think we would be super naive to think that the brain, we know everything about the brain, (laughs) you know, on every day. Even the, the, you know, most genius scientists in the world or whatever can't even figure out the brain or the universe that we live in, the alternate realities or dreams, you know, state or whatever. So I think it's... um, I think it's very fascinating, and I definitely think Tessa is one of the most incredible people I've ever met. Not just like Aww. from a love or passionate <laughs> side of things, that too. But I think, like honestly, a lot of people I think have near death experiences or tap into something else where the brain actually has that ability to um, do these things. But the thing is, is like not a lot of people are balanced to understand it. Mm-hmm. I think you like a lot of people I've met, they go one side and maybe they do have that ability, but they just they drift in their mm-hmm. journey or in their life or what they're supposed to be doing. She's just completely balanced. She has the smarts, the wit, and she understands what's happening, I think, at a very young age. And I think that's what kind of molded her into like being this person who has that ability. So it's really mm-hmm. interesting. So cool. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think it's, 
you know, when you meet people, you have to look at like the whole package, right? Absolutely. You can't just look at the face value or like you can't look at um, the mentality. It's she offers everything. And I think that's why a lot of your casino shows or when you do readings or um, your gallery readings and stuff like that. I mean, she touches like deep. I mean, pretty much everyone there is crying at the time. <laughs> I'm like, you're making people cry again. But it's like good cries. You yeah. know? It's like emotional um, embracing like the stuff that they wanted to know before their grandmother died or loved ones or somebody that came through. And it's not always like grandmother or your no, son or your whatever. This last show that I did at the casino, um, the, the one here in... The Seneca. Uh, yeah, the mm-hmm. Seneca. Um, it was strange because, you know, I do multiple readings throughout the night and there was this one younger guy that kept coming through and I, you know, (laughs) I know what I'm picking up on, but it's not, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that the person in the audience, A, either wants to talk to me about it (laughs) or B, (laughs) maybe they're just very like nervous or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot for them because it's very emotional and it's, it's. And then you're in a crowd too, which I'm sure is. Yeah. Could get uncomfortable. Not everybody's used to speaking in crowds and things. So it's like hit or miss on whether or not the person will speak up. But when I feel like I need to be very adamant or persistent about something, I I do that. And I there is this one that kept coming through and I would bring it up and nobody would say anything. And I'm like, finally, I was like, you know what? I know for a fact that somebody in this audience knows who this <laughs> is. Like, <laughs> we're, yeah. I'm going to find you. <laughs> It ended up being this girl who never thought she would have been chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was with her friend, and her friend was actually the one hoping to get... She only bought the tickets and brought her. <laughs> right. It was kind of like, hey, I got the ticket. You want to come with me? And she was like, yeah. Um, and it ended up being this woman's nephew. And he had died very tragically. Mm-hmm. I believe he was murdered. And he was just very big on coming through, letting her know... That he knew what they did for him, you know, at his wake and stuff. Because what they did, and I don't remember fully, but it was something very unique and very special to mm-hmm. him that only he would have known, you know. Um, and so I gave her that reading, and she's crying. And then after the show, she came up to me, and she's just full blown <sighs> crying. And you know, I was like three months pregnant at the time too for the show, so yeah. my hormone—I'm like ready to cry. I'm like, <laughs> Don't do this to me, and I'm like hugging her, you know. Yeah. But um, it just goes to show that, like, when spirit wants something to come through. They're very persistent and, you know, they find a way to get that message across, which I think is fascinating. Yeah, I had the same experience um, years ago, my old house in New Hampshire. um, I had all this weird stuff happening in the basement where I would work and stuff. So I invited this person over who was a medium randomly. I never do that. And uh, this person comes over and is like, oh, you have all this negative stuff here and blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, there's this weird figure, this man walking from this room through your like little hallway to where you work and he's guarding you. I'm like, Hmm. you know, like, all right, whatever. And it's, he's wearing a cowboy hat. He's carrying a rifle in this like kind of Western cowboy outfit outfit. And he knows you. And his name is Rod Rodney. I was like, Oh my gosh, it's my old neighbor from Las Vegas. When I lived in Las Vegas, I befriended this guy. His name was Rodney and he would show me his rifles. He, he like used to work at Bugsy Siegel's uh, casino when he was oh, 13 really? years old. He'd tell me crazy like – So some good stories, I oh, bet. Oh, man. This guy told me all sorts of stories. But I was um, 
very appreciative and respectful of him. Like he would get um, at the end of his life, he would get stuck in his wheelchair in his carpet and stuff. So his wife would call me over and I would have to go over there and I'd lift him up mm-hmm. and help him around. Every day we'd walk outside because it's Vegas and it's nice out. <laughs> so we walk outside and we just talk right there. Our houses were right next to each other. Um, I just really befriended him. And I think he was like, I was kind of like the son he never had because he had daughters okay, with yeah. her. So he would talk to me about all sorts of stuff. He'd tell me to get into silver coin like stock and like he'd be all <laughs> sorts of stuff. And um, I don't know. And then uh, I moved away. Um, I think a year after I moved away, he died. Oh. He passed away. And then that's when stuff started happening. And the person told me that it's not always like your grandfather, your loved ones who come back and watch after you. It can be people that you touched or crossed Mm -hmm. paths with where they still feel like they owe you something Mm -hmm. or they want to like do something. They're looking out for you. So I think that's why he was there. But it's pretty cool. So that really hit home because how the heck I've never told that story before. No one would even know that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That was just like a personal thing that happened in my life. And it just kind of happened two and two together. So... After that, I just started being more open-minded to the fact that I think we search so hardly sometimes for, no, it is grandma. No, mm-hmm. that's who's haunting here. No, that's <laughs> that's what I'm feeling. And like it's like when I go to locations, you know, and I'm investigating and a little child's voice comes through or somebody you think you're communicating with because you have the fact of that person dying here. Yeah. That's who it is. But then it's not that person <laughs> just based on energy or based on other things that happen. So I don't know. I think just the world we live in is just so weird that we can't be so naive <laughs> yeah. to say like back to like you're investigating like first off i don't know how like you go into a place <laughs> and it, just knowing it's haunted like that just like scares the crap out of me for sure because <laughs> like i'm just like the only i guess not investigated but the only like haunted place like i've gone to is fort niagara oh we cool. used to <laughs> we used to in high school my friend lived on lake road so we'd walk through the soccer fields like at night and we'd hop the fence and of course this is not tr- <laughs> I don't get in trouble now. This is years yeah. ago, but we we'd sneak into the fort yeah. and just all the time, but we never I guess we never really saw anything. Right. Just the thrill of it. Yeah. Yeah. We used to see things there though. At the fort? Yeah, we I don't know if like where you went to school or anything like that. But Lu- it, I went to Loopport. Yeah. Okay. So right so there. did they ever do like field trips over there? We actually spent the night at Fort Niagara oh, one time cool. on a field trip. Okay. That's awesome. So we did that. Mm-hmm. I was probably in like, I don't know, 3rd grade or mm-hmm. something. Um and we went there and of course, being me, I just veered off and I went on my own little path. Everybody else was <laughs> doing like these tours and stuff and Tessa goes off by herself. And there was this area, I don't know if you remember, but like they used to make bread and stuff. And I yep. believe, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And I walked in there and I mean, to me, I was still young, so I didn't understand my ability at the time. I kind of thought that a lot of people saw these things or that it was normal. So I walked in and there was this old woman making bread and like me... I'm like, oh, I I do this all the time with my grandmother. So, like, I wanted to go talk Uh to this woman. And I'm standing there and I'm having a conversation with her. And um, finally, I got in trouble because I had left my (laughs) (laughs) And they're yelling for me to come back or trying to find me. And they're like, you know, what what were you doing? Why are you off by yourself? And I'm like, I was talking to the woman because there was reenactors. Right. Remember? So, like, they would have reenactments happening Mm -hmm. and stuff for the kids. And so I'm like, well, she was making bread and I wanted to see. And they were like, there's nobody here doing that. Like, get back to your line and stop it. <laughs> but Fort Niagara is a really cool, yeah. really cool location. Yeah. yeah, it's it's different when you have to um, sleep there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, 
I think it's really a mind over body thing, like mentality behind it, because it really comes down to your beliefs in general sense is what I've learned. I've interviewed thousands of people. I've been to, man, over a thousand locations worldwide, internationally, like some of the most haunted, like forget the hauntings, (laughs) but it shows you how evil human beings can actually be too. Like I've been to some sinister places, Mm -hmm. like places that I think would even scare people to just walk in and say, ooh. You know, like the worst prisons you could think of, I've been to. I've slept there. I've lived there for three days. Paranormal lockdown, That when I did that, that was brutal. That was brutal because I would literally, for three days straight, stay there. And I'd live out of my clothes. <laughs> I would eat inside the environments and I would rest in like the worst places you could think of. And forget the hauntings. It's the location when they're decrepit and they're just mm-hmm. abandoned. It's the environments are terrible. Like it's a really wear on your body. Like physically it can drain you and mentally it just <laughs> destroys you. So what's like the worst place that you like, oh, even man. you would say like, I'm, I don't want to go back there. I don't think there is a place maybe years ago, maybe like 10 years ago, I'd be like, Oh, that really messed me up mm-hmm. or the energy or that made me sick or something like that. Um, I've had all that stuff happen. Um, but I, I've built up such an immunity to like these things mm-hmm. that I think, I'm not fearful really of any location in the world. I think what I would be, what makes me nervous is the negative energy that Mm -hmm. you feel. Like when you walk in, like if we walked into this room and you just feel like, oh man, something feels uneasy. It doesn't feel right. It just, it's uncomfortable. I feel Mm -hmm. like there's someone here, but you can't see, like from our perspective, you can't see that, but you feel it. You know, it's like having a horrible person walk up and you just feel like that negative person and we're like, cool, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, you guys want to leave? Like, let's, <laughs> yeah. this person's not right. Like, that's the type of feeling you get when you're in locations and you sense that energy. Like prisons, people murder each other. It's it's terrible environments, and then you just start feeling like some of that lingering energy that's still there. Um, but I think for me, it's mental asylums. Mental asylums. It's just such a weird energy. I don't even know how to describe it without like going and experiencing it yourself. Like when I did Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in West Virginia, and I lived there for, or slept there, whatever, investigated for three days. It was so uncomfortable. I was up on the fourth floor. The place is gigantic. Mm -hmm. And I had a, I was by myself alone, like (laughs) no crew. Everyone would leave. We'd film like a little bit during the day, investigate. And I investigated for three days straight. I had to stay up there by myself and I had... This long hallway, I put my like on my sleeping bag in the middle of the hallway. Mm-hmm. All the doors were open to where all the mental patients would be, like the worst of the <laughs> mental patients. And it's the energy. And I remember you get to a point where your body starts kind of like physically collapsing. You have to rest as a mm-hmm. human. So I remember laying down and trying to force myself mentally, like, you're not scared. You're not scared. You're all alone. And I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? You know, I get ripped out of my sleeping bag, dragged down the hallway. I'm at least my camera's rolling on it. You know, like, I'm like, until that point happens. As long as the camera's rolling, right? That's how I think. And I'm telling you, mentally, it messes you up. Because I remember laying there and I'm starting to drift to sleep. Like, I'm kind of like in and out. And I swear I saw all these faces, like, hover around where I was sleeping, look down at me. And they're all like deformed faces looking down. And that was like you just have to kind of breathe it through and like not i don't know not do the whole fear flight thing you know so i just i run away 
<laughs> I just, He's so I just, much better at it than me. <laughs> it's worse. Well, you guys, you guys go on locations together now. Yeah, we so, started to do that. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. that's so cool to have. I'm sure to have a medium's perspective and it's awesome. Get reading. Really cool. Yeah. No, it's really cool because you pick up on stuff that you know I can't see, and I don't know that's there. And you like, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm feeling. And and then I, I can validate with some of the audio equipment or yeah. stuff like that or like I might sense the energy empathically or something, but he is very empathic. He mm-hmm. picks up on things, he can read spaces and energy and stuff like that. <laughs> and I've noticed it picking up more with you, just being able to read yeah, you know, situations and stuff. Um but yeah, he's he's a lot better at sleeping and locations mm-hmm. and doing all that. It's, like at Myrtle's plantation. <laughs> Myrtle's was I, weird. Yeah. I was not the happy person to sleep. We there. left her in the room I by herself. Oh, by <laughs> and you'll see it in the episode. Like you could see the look on my face. I think at one point he said, "Well, I have a blooper reel that I'll release." Got- it's hilarious because it's straight Italian, like straight Italian <laughs> wife. Like I will assassinate you. Yeah. It was like I remember Justin filming. I'm like. What did I say? Um, like all right, we're going to go down the hall. We're going to leave you in here alone. And Justin's on me. And he just pans the camera to her. And she goes, does this like one <laughs> eye Italian thing? Like <laughs> He said something yeah. too, like along the lines of like, well, what if he was like using Geoport? He was using his audio device. <laughs> and he's like, well, what if Tessa sleeps in here? Uh, like that. <laughs> that's and then what like, I was you see my face spirit. and I just look at him like, and I was like what? <laughs> sacrifice me? Like, what, what did you? <laughs> yeah. I it's brought like, you Tessa. <laughs> it's but it's funny because then you hear him like giggle and walk away because he knew. Yeah. Like, <laughs> probably shouldn't have said yeah. that. It was awesome. But, no, yeah, that's great. It was, we got a really crazy evidence in that. In so that where does episode. where does where do the shows air? Are they coming out soon? Um, or yeah, so we're working on an American deal right now. Uh, it's in uh, the United Kingdom right now. Discovery Plus uh, United Kingdom, and then it's airing in Canada on CTV Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, which is everywhere in mm-hmm. Canada. Um, and then we're working on like, you know, like Italy, Spain, uh, France, Germany. And then, um, yeah, America is up next. So mm-hmm. it's weird. It's because we're, there's no network that's behind this project. So there's commissioning. When you commission a project from a network, they pay for it. You go out and you yep. shoot it. They put it on, they own it. Mm-hmm. That's how all my other projects were. Like Ghost Ventures was like that, still is. Paranormal Lockdown was like that. Um, so Death Walker is all personally financed. We do it ourselves. We do it all ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then we put it out there. Um, and then we have a great team that we work with, a company. And then they um, you know, sell it internationally and domestically. And cool. Very positioned cool. way better. Um, I'm sure you get to, a little bit more freedom when it's, when it's done that oh, way. Completely. Yeah. So like Ghost Ventures, you know, like you do the episode, you film it. You go back, you edit it, you present it. Network's like a gazillion notes. <laughs> Narrative doesn't make sense. Rewrite this or do this or cut this down. It has to be specific on timing. Uh, you have to have what they call bump outs. So right to commercial. So we yep. call them bump outs. Like make it scary in this bump out. <laughs> like it wasn't scary. Make it scary. Uh-huh. And then like you have this bump out and then whatever. Um, and, but Deathwalker is awesome because none of that. I make 44 minutes solid. I make it how I want. Nobody tells us what to do. We we make it raw and gritty yeah. and what it is, what you see. Uh, there's not like 10 other people like trying to like put their own stamp on yeah. it. So I love it this way. It's way better. I feel like, you know, it's the most genuine paranormal show that I, I've seen. I'm a out very there. honest person. I can honestly say like I, everything he does is so real. 
and he's one of the hardest working people I've ever met, like, especially in this industry, because you're just, he's just like multi talented, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't see people normally when you watch things on TV, it's like, oh, they're talent, right? Like they're there and they're using a device or whatever. But like from start to finish, you know, him and his cousin are behind it um, from finding the locations, researching it, filming it, you know. Hosting it in general is tiring, you know, let alone filming it, then editing it and, you know, do everything. It's it's insane yeah. the amount of work that goes into mm-hmm. it. Um, but it's all so raw. I was going to say it's, it's probably the most authentic it's that it could get. Yeah. The cool. cool thing about it is we're using um, new cameras and new technology. So we're really trying to, like, evolve um, the paranormal for a sense. But we're, you know, we're very passionate. Um, I, I really love the stories that we dr- dive into the narrative. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's one thing to put together, like, here's another paranormal episode and it is what it is, like this, the typical oversaturated mm-hmm. paranormal content you see these days. But these new cameras and the new things we're doing and low light capabilities, I feel like is pushing it forward because we're capturing like more stuff within a different um, spectrum of, of light and stuff. So that's what we're realizing. We got rid of all night vision. So we don't use any more night vision. So it's really cool. Just a little cut there. Sorry about the video. Whoever's watching on YouTube too. So we could play the audio. We'll put a picture in or something. So most people listen to this anyways, as opposed to watching it. But yeah, that's awesome. But I feel like in person and video, it's so much like, like authentic. Like you guys said, it's not just like edited or cut or anything like that. But yeah. um, yeah. yeah so what, I guess what's going on for 2022 now that we're in the new year, you guys have a show coming up soon right yeah we have uh the first show for the new year in january january 22nd in buffalo um it's a really cool location it's called paranormal oddities and um my buddy joe owns it and he um he created this venue it's almost like a we were just talking about new york city it's almost like um how do you explain it like one of those little like comedy club looking things okay that you'd Mm -hmm. see in new york city Mm -hmm. really intimate cool venue um, and we thought it would be fun to kind of bring in the new year by doing readings, you mm-hmm. know, so I'll be doing readings, um, and then a Q and a between the both of us. Cause we get a lot of questions. It's like, you said the paranormal power couple, people always like, <laughs> that might be the name of the episode of the podcast. Um, you know, a lot of people refer to us as like, oh, you're, you're just like Ed and Lorraine Warren. And <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's, funny. it's really funny. Cause I respect them very much. You know, they're like. They were like the paranormal couple, you know, um, and we have similar dynamics. Um, but yeah, so we thought it would be cool because everybody asks us so many questions, being a medium, being an oh, yeah. his background, my background. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we thought it would be cool to do readings and then also a Q&A about anything paranormal, spirit. Yeah, it's very intimate. So, and I think the building's haunted too, which yeah. will be exciting. So, and I've it'll never be very been to intimate. location. Yeah, yeah that's. I mean, that's there. like. I mean, you're getting. I like who, who. If you're like a like a, a fan of like your shows or yeah. like want to get a reading, like who wouldn't like go? Yeah. I guess investigate a building and also get a reading. It's yeah, like it's kind of like it's the whole package. It's just like this. Us talking right now, basically up up close and personal. We just like talk about all sorts of stuff: life, yeah. death, <laughs> yeah. people, what's going on, and and you'll be doing a gallery reading. So it'll be really fun. And then we have um, uh, a really cool, exciting event that yeah. we're going to be doing, uh, G Crew. So I have a, a podcast show I've been doing for years in G Crew with uh, Chad Lindbergh, Johnny Hauser, and Josh Hurd, and Tessa, Dave Schrader, 
who's a host of another show, and um, also Bobby Mackey, who's going to be performing at Bobby Mackey's Music World in Wilder, Kentucky. Have you seen the episode of Ghost Ventures, Bobby Mackey's? I don't think so. The Honky Talk. It was like our first episode for Ghost Ventures. Maybe not. I have to look back. Yeah, now I gotta yeah, go it watch it. It was wild. It was wild. When I first went there, my cousin Justin actually yeah. found the location where it was on Ghost Ventures. Um, and it was cool. It's like one of the most infamous locations. So we're having our huge event there. It's gonna be live in the audience. And we're gonna have our live podcast show. She's gonna be doing a gallery reading. So that comes up in August. But so you, should cool. kind of, you should try to come to that, man. Yeah, for awesome. sure. Awesome. Yeah. Wilder, Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> I've never I've driven one of the through- most haunted locations really i know i've only been i've been back and forth like we were talking about all the festivals so i was like Mm -hmm. driving back and forth to florida a couple times and just like going through kentucky well i just like look at it go my god why am i driving through kentucky yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) but i have a reason to go to kentucky now exactly yeah Yeah. Yeah. wilder it's right outside of cincinnati flying to cincinnati right over the border and it's right there Mm -hmm. yeah it's a cool location um super haunted uh, I did an episode of Perma Lockdown, uh, a couple episodes of Ghost Ventures, and I've been back there for Death Walker. But now we're going to do something live there with like, you know, a good group of people with the G Crew guys, uh, with you. That's so cool that people like it. I mean, because if you think like 10, 15 years ago, no one would have the opportunity to do, but now you could right. go to an event, get a read, like, yeah. get read, and then see like where you would just watch it on TV before. Exactly. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. yeah. It's going to yeah. be fun. Yeah. We have a lot more coming up. We just, um, after the baby, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's been taking up a lot of our time. Yeah. But um, you know, just different venues, different events, mm-hmm. your show I'm really excited about. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So we're working on a big be awesome. project. Mm-hmm. I know, it was just like a year ago we were talking like, Oh, I can't wait for everything to open up and we just I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just a blend. We'll just talk to the mic. Yeah, I mean it opened right it opened up like I we had a good year. We were just going to festivals everywhere. I think only one got cancelled and now, that was in Florida, were you? I was in Jupiter, Florida. Okay. Oh, nice. On the East awesome. Coast, but hopefully, come April, we'll go to Tampa. That was that's like going to be the first one of the year. Then mm-hmm. we'll take it from there. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, go back to. I know you mentioned Boston before. We yeah. had the best festival ever oh, it's at, awesome, at the St. Anthony's there. Oh, you were in, in the North we End. There. Yeah, a little early that, there. And I, I yeah. forgot that it was even going on, and then I was like, oh, it's "Why big. didn't we go?" To- oh, yeah, <laughs> I was. We big, were there. Yeah. I, I think I messaged yeah. you. Didn't yeah, yeah, I think you did. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forget what we were doing, but we wanted to. Yeah, yeah. we wanted to. We we're I like, took, we'll uh, just take all the kids. Her down into that area. Yeah, if you can, that's like the yeah. best festival we went to. It was yeah, it's insane. Cool. So cool. 300,000 people over the course of four days, and it's the the north end of Boston is. Like I've had a ton of people say, like people from New York say, like it's the it's the best neighborhood to oh, go yeah, to. Yeah, very oh, yeah. historic too. Mm-hmm. It's just really like cool. the yeah. way it's situated. I think stuff. the day that we drove through it though, it was like pouring rain, and I was so yeah. sad. It rained. It rained one day, one day there. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So I was like, I want to go see it. We got to go back. Mm-hmm. So now we whenever have you want. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I grew up. <laughs> now before we get going, I, I have to ask. Last time you had mentioned a grandfather came through for me, and I didn't really dive into it. So I mean, if you're comfortable. Diving in? I do you want to remember that? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I always, I always, I always said like I was like kind of afraid to keep asking about it, but I think I, if you're open to doing it, like, yeah, if maybe like a quick one minute reading or something like that. Yeah. No, it's it's okay. interesting because like I forgot that we even mm-hmm. talked about it because the clip that I posted from our memory was just a really short. Yeah. So I haven't even watched the podcast in over a year, but um, you do have a grandfather, but you also have a grandmother. Okay. They come together, so I don't remember if it was. It feels like mom's side of the family that came <laughs> for you. Is that who? Uh, it was? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but it's funny because the first thing that pops into my mind is like some sort of little like instrument that he used to play, or like something about playing music. 
I don't. I know it sounds like really strange. I don't mm-hmm. even know what they're called. I feel like my grandmother Ukulele? would get so mad at me. Ukulele? I feel like it looks like it, but it's not exactly. But like playing an instrument or playing something for the family. Like I feel like he would like sit. Did he used to sing a lot? No, not that I remember. That's so interesting. I wonder if it's a different grandfather then. But it's somebody who would have either like been very entertaining in that sense, like mm-hmm. wanting the family to come together, playing music for them, singing, kind of keeping things going. Mm-hmm. And the grandmother, because it feels very much like mom's side of the family, mm-hmm. but I feel like the grandmother would have passed first. So I don't know which side of the family we're on here. My mom's, both my mom's parents have passed. My nono went first, and then my nona. So my nona, my nono died when I was Ten, and then my Nona died when I was eighteen or nineteen. Okay, so I'm wondering if this is a different one. Yeah, because that doesn't I sound. I feel like, like Grandma would have went first because it, like, I feel like Grandpa would have wanted to say, like, "We're back together. We're back together. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to let you know that we're back together." Um, and then also something about. Um, I keep saying like all my records. I don't know. There's like a big connection to music and like having my like old records or something hmm. that are being passed down. You're going to have to ask your mom or something. Yeah, for sure. Something about having, like, I feel like I want to dust off a bunch of records and something about music and playing music and records. Hmm. So I don't know if that's something that happened, like, recently. Like, if somebody looked through all these things and found them. We definitely, I mean, in the past couple of years, my dad had a bunch of records, but I don't know where he got those records from. Yeah. I know. i to ask him. I wonder if maybe it would be his father then. Maybe. That makes a little bit of sense, I think. i got to, like come back and tell me yeah because <laughs> sometimes that happens you have no idea but dad might but he's talking about like him finding his old records and something about his music and things like that too so that would be you know what my dad was just cleaning out the cubby in my house yeah. and i'm sure he like looked through records like within the past like few days yeah, i'm talking that's what i mean it feels very recent okay so whoever this is is coming through to talk about finding these or going through them and like dusting them off and okay. wanting to either use them or play them and maybe that's what he means by the music that he's okay. playing if it's not a literal thing sometimes mm-hmm. they'll show me something that isn't necessarily literal but would mean mm-hmm. something else but there's something about the records okay that come through and if that's my dad that's yeah. for sure and did your other grandfather used to cook a lot my other my other gra- my my biological dad's parents are still both alive, okay. so this is to be my stepdad. Okay, gotcha. So he so, was just going through everything. I know there's he like was. okay, who? Which of the grandfathers would have cooked a lot? I know we always talk about like grandmothers cooking. My my nona never my my nona cooked all the time. That that was she cooked. But I remember her brother, my zio Mario, would come in, from Italy and cook a lot. Okay, okay. And what if he had something like in the heart, like a heart? Um, I'm not sure. Like I, have no I know. Idea. Now we got to talk. I feel like I this too. To okay. Go, yeah. Going back to like Italians. <laughs> mom this is another thing about growing up Italian because no one tells me anything. Right. I, like that's <laughs> no, the thing. No. They like it's just all family yeah, secrets. And then like I remember my aunt, my aunt in Florida. Like I'll I'll go to visit and she'll like start telling me things. I go, no one ever told told me any of this. Yeah. It's just like like crazy family stories. I go, thanks. And I'll yeah. go back home to mom. Thanks, mom, for telling me right. anything. You're like, guess what I just found out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's, what side of the family did your Zio that you were just talking about? My mom's. Your mom's side? And he used to cook a lot. Yeah. So ask her, A, if he passed from something to do with, like, the heart or mm-hmm. something. Because I keep feeling like my chest is filling up with fluid. Okay. You know, like something, like, um, what is that called? Where your heart, like, congestive heart failure okay. or something along those lines. 
Um, but letting her know that he's okay. Cause I feel like he was like almost like a father figure for my mom, for your mom. Okay. So I almost feel like this would be for your mom then. So if she ever watches this, um, it's almost like he needs her to know that they're okay because she never got to say goodbye to him. So I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's because he lived further away. Yeah. Um, but something about his cooking and like remembering that part of him. So I don't know if she was just talking about it or something along those lines. Okay. Just let her know that he popped through too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I know. I don't. I don't want to like. It. You gotta let me know about the record. Oh yeah, I'm gonna ask my dad right when I <laughs> when I get home for sure. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for coming out today. I really really yeah, appreciate it. The day after Christmas, I know a little bit of late notice on me on my end, but I really appreciate it. It was a great meeting you, Nick, and you too, I'm so excited you. to see what you guys do this year, and hopefully maybe come out to Kentucky. But definitely, I'll watch the TV show. Yeah. Cool. I'm so yeah. so excited for that. It sounds awesome. Cool. Yeah, but um. We'll put links up for everything too when it yeah, comes out. But I guess where can everybody follow you and check out your stuff? Yeah, just yeah. all at Instagram. <laughs> there waters over there. Uh, like I've the been drinking store. it. Yeah. Um, for me to book, I always remind people to book readings with me. It's my website, so www.tessadelzapo.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you could find links to events on there, my cameo link, and to book private readings that way. You do cameo? That's so I cool. Do, yeah. <laughs> Are you able to channel through cameos? You know, it's weird because I feel like people want me to do that, and I could possibly, um, but it's not the same because I don't have that person there. And yeah. Um, so I use cameo more for just shout outs. Mm-hmm. But there is a DM option, which I found to be very cool. I didn't know Nick told me about it. He's like, you can DM people. I'm like, oh, okay. So I always use the DM option on Cameo for questions. So okay. people have like things happening in their house or they want to know more about their own abilities. Like, how can I develop this? There is a DM option on Cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, but the video part I use just for shout outs or, you know, reminders, things like that with people. And then for private readings, it's always through my website. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And Nick, any just yeah, on the, Instagram? The NickRoff.com. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again for coming out. And for everybody listening, thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to. And we'll see you in the next episode. Ciao.